You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Friends, listen, this is the God who has made every prophetic promise that has been fulfilled exactly accurate. And it's for the world to know, it's for you to know. So what can we assume? That the exact same God that has fulfilled those prophecies are fulfilling prophecies today and shall fulfill them to come. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Well, welcome to this program. We're going to be looking at a very, very key doctrine of the Bible that is one which is relating to all of our lives. Here's the amazing thing about it, is the fact that God has written the future down in advance. It's called Bible prophecy. But even if you're not a believer, even if you don't believe in God, the fact of the matter is your life is being affected by what God has declared. And ultimately, of course, that's exactly the end game, is it not? that God has got a plan and his plan is being lived out. And now you might say, Pastor Jack, that is your opinion. And I'm gonna counter right back to you and say, oh no, it's not. And here's the reason why. God has written down over thousands and thousands of years what would happen to us in our time. Not only our time, I mean by man's time, in, in the frame or the bookends of what we call humanity. The Bible is absolutely a timepiece that has been communicated to us, listen, that can be tested. And that test is done when you examine Bible prophecy. Listen to this. There are no other books of religious writings or authorship that describe or define or tell you about what's going to happen in the future than the Bible. All other books come up short, or worse than that, they make false prophecies. But as we look today in our study, in our time together, we're going to be looking at what's driving all of the things that's transpiring in the world around us right now. We see things taking place with what Jesus said, a time that there would be wars and rumors of wars. Jesus said that an era like that would just precede his second coming to the earth. That there'd be a time of wars. And we're seeing wars right now. 
We're seeing the rumors of wars. We hear and see the events of the Russian-Ukrainian war. We see that China is now testing the unification of the nations to see if they're really committed for global security and safety because China is threatening that very posture and position by its neighbors and threatening those that are around them. And then what about the areas in the Middle East where we see Syria and Iran threatening the existence of Israel? We could do this on and on because those are great famous nations and international nations that are warring and speaking of rumors of wars, but that doesn't even take into account the fact that there are, so to speak, state wars and tribal wars taking place in South America or in Africa. The fact of the matter is what's driving all this is an end time scenario that, again, God told us about that it'd be a time of lawlessness and of wars. And we're going to look at some of those things right now together, if you would. And I want you to think about this. The number one thing in our message today is, is this whole issue of morality. What's going on with morality? All around the world at the exact same time, there is a deconstruction of morality. Now, you might say, well, nobody can legislate morality. That's not exactly true. Or you can say, well, my morality is my morality and it doesn't matter what I believe or what I do. That's not exactly true. As humans, as the human species that God has placed here on earth, what someone else does directly affects you or indirectly affects you. We're in the family of God. And in this world and in this life, there is this thing called morality. And the morality issue is this. How do you view things? And what are the value that you place upon certain things? For example, even the atheist who claims there's no God. He or she, they have a morality. They've got a morality lens that they view life through. And they make a determination. And so when we talk about what's driving the last days and the end times and God's great end time plans, end game plans, is the fact that we are actually traveling down a course that has been pre-written by God. And if we know our Bibles, we can know what's coming next, that we might be a prepared people. Now, I want to be careful when I say that. We don't know the day or the hour of Jesus' return. But we do know that he's given us enough indications that are to cause us to get excited about his coming and to prepare our lives about his coming. And I think he really means for us as believers to take that challenge and to go tell the world the gospel. That it's all about Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins and mine. And that he rose again from the dead for your justification and mine. And that hope in him brings us eternal life. Then when we say to him, Lord, I do believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And that you rose again from the dead. And I want you in my life. What are we admitting? We are admitting the ultimate morality, that God's morality is perfect, but I'm imperfect. God's morality says, I love you, but there's a great gulf between you and I that must be bridged. So you and I look around this world and we see man making up reality today like never before. Man's making up his own rules. And the Bible says about us doing that, that what a man decides and what he determines to do in his own mind, leads to death, leads to destruction. And that's what we're seeing today. Listen, I want to read you a verse in the Bible. You ask yourself, is this true regarding morality in our day? 
I read, 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Rome, For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. That is, that they exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. So what's driving, for example, the Green Deal? This uh, renewable energy. Look, I'm all about defending the environment. But we are looking at a world system right now. You guys, if you know uh, the prophets of that doctrine, this is a religion to them. Now, as a Christian, I should be the best custodian of this planet. But I don't worship this planet. So regarding morality, I appreciate what God has created. But the biblical morality message is, I worship God. I do not descend into a morality of worshiping creation. That makes me an idol worshiper. Why would you go out and hug your Mercedes Benz or hug your uh, TV or whatever it is and say, oh, thank you, uh, mighty TV or mighty Mercedes Benz. You would never do such a silly thing. You might say, boy, didn't those engineers at that manufacturing plant have a great idea? It's not what's around you. It speaks of what's behind it. And what we're trying to say to you in this program is God is behind the times in which we live. And he's announcing to us that we better be very careful where we place the value of our moral rudder because the world is declining in its morality. And then on top of it, the world is saying, hey, I just made this up. I think it's okay to do this thing. This is what I want to do. It's my reality. It's my morality. And you can't judge me on this. We're living in a world where every man is doing what is right in their own eyes but that way is against God. So I don't think I need to go any further on that if you think about it. The question is though, where's your morality? Is your morality one that's based on the Bible and on God? Or is it some sort of humanistic system? Jesus also said that there'd be a time of great escalation as we would see these things declining and deconstructing. Morality, faith, love, peace, would decline, but we'd see this great increase at the same time, certain key things. And one of those things, number one, that Jesus warned about is deception. Now, man, I got to tell you, deception. I used to think as a good Bible student that I could just about pick out any deception that's out there because uh, God's word was in my heart and I could see what was going on and it was very clear. Look, I know my Bible now more than ever. I've lived longer now more than ever. But would you agree with me that the level of deception now is so hard to detect? And it's exactly what Jesus said, that there'd be a time that if it were possible, even God's very elect would be deceived. By the way, read the fine print. Hallelujah for this. Jesus said, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. That means the very elect will not be deceived, but those who are not his elect most certainly will be deceived. So as we see all that's going on, we see this tremendous escalation in deception. We can read more about that at leisure in Matthew chapter 24, but also we see great calamities taking place, natural disasters, perpetration at the hands of man and coming out of the wickedness of a man's heart, uh, calamities. We see that in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. 
Jesus also warned us that there'd be a time of great, listen to this, offenses and betrayal and hatred. Is that true? Do you see that happening today? A time of hatred, a time of betrayal and offenses. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, that there'd be a time when people would actually turn on one another and that they would hate one another. And it's very strange because if you're like me, you're doing your life, you're living your life and you turn on the TV or you're looking at this interview and it's all this stuff about hate and about racism and about uh, division. And you know what? I'm starting to discern a little bit of deception veiled and cloaked in a way that is breeding calamity. What do I mean by this? I see the media the way that it is stoking the flames, stoking the ideas. Nobody walks around looking for a calamity. You are not gonna leave this program today and go look and see about how you can hate people. But you can turn on news programs and broadcasts where the commentator is just stoking the issue. Why is this happening? Because Jesus said there'd be days like this. So don't be deceived. Calamities will come. There's gonna be a time when we'll experience these things of great, great biblical revelation that God has told us about. Another thing that we can keep in mind is that there's gonna be the devaluation of human life. Tragically, this is happening terribly all around the world today. Abortion is probably the greatest bold in your face display of the devaluing of human life. There's no way to spin it, friends. You may believe in a woman's right to choose, but by the way, I do too. I believe a man and a woman, they have the right to choose. But when a man and a woman have the right to choose who they'll have sex with, and then science takes over, and a baby is conceived in a millisecond of time, when the sperm meets the egg, you've got a miraculous explosion of life. You have got DNA, working, ordained by God. What does man do about it? Boy, this is really inconvenient. How could you get pregnant now? Excuse me, it's pure science, it's an act of God, but what we do is we step in, in our human superiority and in our human wants, and we commit murder. Abortion is murder. And we see a great devaluing of life. Listen, if somebody is pro-choice, meaning, that they're pro taking a baby's life, then I wouldn't trust them with your wallet. I wouldn't trust them with your kids. I wouldn't trust them with your dog because they have an unusual view of value. So the truth is that what God does is he gives us life. And Jesus said there's going to come a time that there's going to be a great devaluing of life. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. The Bible tells us the days of Noah was very violent, very dangerous. We also know this, that there's going to be an escalation of wars, as we, as we talked about earlier. There's going to be racism. We talked about that, threats. But I'm talking about it in the sense of a geopolitical increase. There's going to be a great increase of all these things happening at the same time. It's interesting to me that we've all gone through the COVID experience. It's the first time in human history that the entire world at one time has gone through the dynamics of these last two and a half years 
of something that has united us all for good, bad, or ugly, but all the world went through it. Why? What's going on? It's an indicator that you and I are living in the days that God has an end game plan for. And of course, that plan is to not bring you to despair. It's to bring you to hope. We also know that the scripture teaches us that you and I can have an accurate understanding enough of the last days that should bring us encouragement. Listen to this from the prophet Isaiah. Friends, listen, almost 3,000 years ago, Isaiah told us in Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10, that he is God, that he is the one who has called forth the future in advance, that he's the one who knows the end from the beginning, that there is no God like him and there'll be no God after him. Not that God has an ending. He's laying it down. I'm the only one that can tell you the future in advance. This is the God of the Bible. Friends, listen, this is the God who has made every prophetic promise that has been fulfilled exactly accurate. And it's for the world to know. It's for you to know. So what can we assume? That the exact same God that has fulfilled those prophecies are fulfilling prophecies today and shall fulfill them to come. And perhaps this might sound most alarming to you, but please don't let it be. I do not think that we are ever going to return to what we would call normal. Now, I know as humans, we love normal. Don't bump the boat. Don't rock this ship. We are creatures of habit. And I understand that. We, why, why do we like that? There's safety in predictability. So hear me out. If you don't know what God's word says, everything that's going to be happening will be unpredictable to you and terrifying to you, right? If you know that God's word anticipates what's coming, then you won't be terrified. Your boat won't be rocking. We all just witnessed that in these last couple of years. Those who knew their God stood firm. They were comforted. They didn't worry. Those who didn't have a God, they were terrified. Many people today are still terrified. We don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. We need to take strength and confidence and peace knowing that God's ultimate end game is to bring you to the throne room of God's glory in heaven above. You say, Jack, come on, man, that's pie in the sky talk. No, you listen. Jesus said, I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to be crucified. And on the third day, I'll be resurrected from the dead. Did that happen? You can't deny it because not only did his disciples report on it, but those guys all ran away terrified. They weren't like some strong heroes about it. They eventually came out because it was such an overwhelming truth. Number two, all of Jesus' enemies who tried to keep it from happening lost and they reported on it. The Roman Empire reported on it. And to this day, here's the best part of all, to this day, Jesus Christ transforms lives. He, he changes minds. He takes people who are broken and he makes them new. You cannot deny that. I don't know where you are in what part of the world that you're hearing this, but there's a great chance that wherever you are, there's a Christian you can find, a Christ follower, 
and see that their life has changed. If you know any Christians, go up and ask them, hey, what was your life like before you accepted Jesus? Let them tell you. But I've got news for you, friend. This doesn't have to end in calamity. It doesn't have to end in deception. It doesn't have to end in some catastrophic, horrible ending that would terrify you. No, it can end fantastic. Why? Because the very God of the Bible has announced to us that he who has prophesied in his word has written to us the end from the beginning. So as we now today in this day of beginning, what do we want to do? We want to look to the Bible and find out how it ends, right? Don't you want to know? Seems like every year at the end of December, all of the tabloids and all of the newsstands have the prophecies for the next year by this guy and this other person and, and, and her uh, vision and this guy's dream. And by the way, they, all of them every year always include the fact that Elvis Presley is going to be cited again. And uh, all this stuff and the way it goes, nothing ever happens. And yet here's the Bible. The Bible's just standing there like this, like a rock. It's never going to change. His word is true. And you don't have to be moved. So friends, anchor yourself to the word of God because I got, I got news for you. There's a countdown taking place right now. We may not be able to see the clock, but it's in heaven and it's ticking. And we know it for a fact, those of us who know his Bible, because we see what's going on in the Middle East. We see what's going on among nations. We see the wars and rumors of wars. We see the tragic racism that shouldn't be happening. We see the tragic lawlessness unchecked that shouldn't be happening. But according to God, Jesus said, there'd be days just like this that would preempt the final days of his physical return. That's the second coming of Christ. But friends, I got better news than that. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is gonna return the atmosphere for his church. It's called the rapture. And he's coming to pick up his people before judgment falls upon this earth. Judgment from heaven. God is gonna send judgment. But he's promised to send his word to all those who trust him, to put their faith in him, that he'll deliver you from the wrath to come. This Jack Kemp's podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.